on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Four Square After Hours. And this time around, we're going to talk about the CSA Life Caribbean Student Association. <laughs> so, whether you at a PWI or HBCU, pretty much you won't have the same type of experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I'll go ahead and go in a little bit of detail of what you went through. I was at Morehouse College and my CSA, it was known as AUC Vibes, as being Compass. All the institutions, Morehouse, Clarks, Elmay, all of them, Morris Brown, Morris School, all of them was included in this organization. And obviously, you know, it makes it bigger, it's more easier for us to encompass everybody to do mm-hmm. and stuff. So I served on the board for two years. I served as a treasurer for both times. It was some of the most fun, the most fun memories of just being there because going there, I... Like, I knew I was Panamanian. Mm-hmm. I knew that I had Caribbean roots. I knew I had Latino roots. But uh, I just, yeah, I didn't feel it in high school. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to college, and then I met people who looked like me, who are Latino like me, and I was just like, bro, like, this is finally a chance for me to, like, fully embrace, like, who I was. And like, I finally be comfortable speaking Spanish, be comfortable, like, you know, using the accents and everything. And yeah. I was able to actually, like, be comfortable and be around the people. And so, like, some of my closest friends, are from that from that organization. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I hold them all dear to my heart. All the people who have graduated, who are about to graduate, I love all of them dearly. So I love my sister. Yeah, I mean, same thing here. Like, definitely, I went to, you know, the same time as all the time when I was a kid every summer. Until about high school, that's when, you know, we had standardized testing, so mm-hmm. the focus more on that. Mm-hmm. But um, when I joined in 2016, um, just having... That space, because college alone will give you that niche of any type of interest you have. There's mm-hmm. always going to be a group there that's going to have people that like the same type of thing that you be doing. Uh-huh. That have that cultural background is just mm-hmm. really like it's hard even to describe. Man, it's it's great to have that type of thing because you with people that are either really enriched in that culture or they want to know about it or. They are part of it, but ain't really feel like that was home just yet. See, but people have to understand that, like, your culture and, and the island or the country that you come from, like, for a lot of us who weren't even born there, who already are trying to make the effort to, you know, home back and honor the roots and their family culture. Yeah. And whenever you're going to school and you're assimilating around people who have similar ideologies. And so, mm-hmm. like, the people from St. Thomas or some people from, you know, Grenada, Guyana, Jamaica, mm-hmm. you know, Panama, Costa Rica, like all of those, all of those nations, they're all similar, but they're all still different at the end of the day. And so we share similarities, but we're still different in language and food and just the way we just say certain terminologies. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the one thing that makes it beautiful is that although we're different, we still unify together mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, certain aspects, you know, with Juve and Carnaval, exactly. like all of those big events, like I want to go to Miami so bad this year. Yeah. I want to go to Miami. If I can't go to Miami, I want to go to Toronto or London. Just go to one of them. Because, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. There was the Atlanta so one. You haven't been to the Atlanta one? I haven't been to the Atlanta one. Either, so wow. I, I want to be able to go. Like, hopefully. I don't know when it is this year. It's always a Warrior Lake weekend. Stadio. Shit. All right. Yeah. I'm try to go then. Yeah, man. I mean, our motto in our CSA MTSU was uh, separated by water, but united by culture. 
I think that, yeah. That and that pretty much sums it up right there, you know. Um, so how how did you even find out about UFC? Okay, so one of my closest friends, um, Sam Amikidigat, she uh, was Cuban and Jamaican, and she uh, I met her, she went to Spelman, and uh, became very close friends from that because she was one of the first people that I met um, in the AAC who had my similar story of bringing Afro-Latino, Afro-Latino, Afro-Latinx, and being black. And so I felt very comfortable in being in the space with her because her and I was just like, wow, like it's just us. And it was kind of just like one led to another. So she actually was a part of the um, the CSA before I was because initially it was just the Spelman CSA. So only mm-hmm. Spelman students was a part of it. And so eventually it was, um, they eventually rebranded it and then coined it to be AUC Vice because it was like they were going to finally include all of the institutions yeah, so that everybody can come together and be a part of the, the club. Yeah. And so I was a member of it sophomore year. And then I was, I was like a super, like I was a superman. I was always going to events, mm-hmm. always going to like, like when we had like our takeover week, like I was at every single event. We had Juve, I was at Juve from sun up to sundown. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like I, I loved it so much that I wanted to be a part of the e-board. So when I applied, I was me being a finance major. I was like, no, fuck it. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So, so I was, I was treasurer, and then um, I, I loved being a part of it still. And I was treasurer for the second year. The uh, second year was a little bit different, um, as far as just the dynamic of people and like just how we were like running the board. But still, like some of the closest friends that I have were a part of the organization, and you know, like I said, like. I, I love AUC Vice, like, so like that. Like, if I could go and, like, recruit people for jobs and, like, network them, like, yeah. I would love to have, a, like, a networking session with AUC Vice only, just because I, like, I know, like, people, and this is what made it more special. So mm-hmm. when I graduated and my first job was with Media, my supervisor was also from St. Thomas. Remember? Yeah, uh, you told me parents, yeah, And yeah. I, she was like, oh, what's her name? And I gave you a name, and I did look up on Facebook. She was like, her, and I was like, why y'all find it that fast? And she was like, oh, I guess St. Thomas, I mean, no, like a small island. I mean, you, small, island. Like you start from one part of the island, you go across the whole thing, it's going to yeah, take you only two and a half hours. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me see. So, like, that alone was just like, wow. Like, I was finally embracing myself and standing into my truth of who I am. Yeah. And then from my first supervisor to be from the Caribbean, I was like, yo, like, this is a lesson right there. For <laughs> it, it was perfect. It was perfect. Like, like I still have a number and um, I also still, still talk to Tandan to check in with me um, since I left Warner Media. So, like, that automatically, I was like, yo, this is really special. So, that's what's up. So, MT is you, they have um, a thing called My MT, which they have out of school organizations, mm-hmm. whether it's Greek Life or the business organizations or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I remember looking on that website this was like senior year when i saw that marietta yeah and it had the csa there mm-hmm. and i look it up and i was like oh so they have this and they have events and i was like, I want this because i want to connect with my coach a little bit more mm-hmm. so when it came to the student organization fair in september i actually went to their table and went straight to the girl who are running who was my good friend now Brittany. Uh-huh. and she was, hi i'm Brittany. you know like, mm-hmm. i know who you are i was looking for you and sign me up in this thing here so i signed up my name and I mean, it was so because the president of MTSU is actually Bahami. Mm. So they have a special scholarship for public students and private students. Mm. So it's a huge influx of Bahami people that come. I'm talking about 80% of the CSA was Bahami. So, so I didn't do any like external shifts in NASA. 
I mean, they had it was mainly for um I think it was mainly for aerospace because most of them out well all of them I know mm-hmm. went there for aerospace. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a scholarship that they were offering. Um, we went NASA. There was some from Exuma, um, and some from uh Freeport. Mm-hmm. Those are the three main islands that I see. Mm-hmm. A good amount of Bohemian them come from. Um, so I found them that way, and I had there's some Trinity people there. Um. My sophomore year, we had my good friend Lola. She's Dominican, mm-hmm. and my good friend Ted is actually Ghanaian, or she represents Ghana. Mm-hmm. So we had actually like someone who represents Africa in the organization, mm-hmm. which was cool. But definitely sophomore year is when we really started to be more well known because that's when we started to we recruited someone. Uh, his name was Quinta. He actually was my roommate sophomore year, and he is an incredible choreographer. I mean, nice. we had all these dances. Anytime we would present something, he would come up with a choreography, and people knew who he was based off of that. Mm-hmm. And I still remember the day that I recruited him. It was second semester of freshman year, and I see them dancing. Him and, like, two other people from the ASO, the African Student Organization. So mm-hmm. I go over there, and I was like, okay. And because um, I heard the accent. Oh, I saw he Trinity flag, and I was like, where are you from? Oh, Trinity. From St. Thomas, oh, cool, cool, again, you know what I'm saying? And then he was with the African people with him, and they're like, oh, you African? I said, well, I'm Caribbean. And she was like, oh, you're all cool. And I'm like, no offense, but why are you with them? <laughs> like, not, you know, offense, but you know, why you, why you ain't over here, you know? And we, he came that way and we well, brought them in. <laughs> why you over here? And we brought them in, and it was like, like glue, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just have that core group of just, People come in every day. Um, they had the e-board, you know, coming up with events. And um, it was just a good time. I mean, you had some drama every now and then. But um, yeah. did you ever have, like, drama in the clashing in between people inside the CSA? <laughs> <laughs> they don't get me started. Bro, man, I don't want to get to all the, like, the different drama details. But I, it's, every year is something different. Mm-hmm. It's like whether like you know members didn't fuck with somebody else and the members or like people or somebody from people was never sent somebody from people like that happened every year, and so I think for me I was just I wanted to focus on myself and focus on just like well let me do my shit let me handle my job and just I'll worry about everything else later yeah but I think. I don't know, because, I mean, I don't know if you saw any of our videos that we did. Like, I was always part of the dancing for two years. And so I saw the videos. <laughs> Man, like, like we were actually getting so big that we got invited to Emory. And so, like, mm-hmm. Emory's, I think there's, I don't know what they're, they're having, like, some, some Afrocentric event or something where, like, it was, like, like the Black Greece and then, like, the Afro, um, the Caribbean Association and the ASA, like, they're all inviting us to come dance. And so... Russell, like, represent AC, represent AC, that was, like, really special. And I was like, yo, like, this is really cool. So, you know, meeting people from from Ghana, from Nigeria, from Guyana, from Panama, from, you know, even, like, people from Brazil or from people mm-hmm. from, from Britain. I actually met somebody from British Virgin Islands. And I was like, okay. yo, like, you yeah. a rare breed, but yeah, I've never man. seen you before. So, yeah, yeah so, no, nah, that, that was, it was really fun. And so, and as far as, like, the drama, I mean, I think that happens. I mean, I think it's just, you know, how we're coming, mm-hmm. the plot that we're cut from. So, no, nah, it was it was stuff that was normal, and I kind of didn't really, and it, I didn't like it break us, and that was kind of just my only fear is that it would like break people apart. Which unfortunately, after I graduated, 
it did kind of took a turn for the worse because like the people who like really like gave a fuck about the organization like once they left and then but then the next boat who took over it's kind of just gotten worse and worse and worse. Because they don't get yeah, the same People passion. don't care. Yeah. People don't want to like, like pay their People don't want to pay their dues. I'm like, yo, the dues is what help us. Like, we don't want to just be the Caribbean party where everything, everybody just busting away and everyone's on a while. I'm like, See, bro, like, yeah. I'm trying to educate you. I'm trying to like mm-hmm. show you the culture. I'm trying to show you the food. You don't want the food? Like, you just yeah. want to see the wine. Like, it, it, it was it was getting very frustrating. And so like, so like, even like people like, like Claudia, like, mm. Who like I mean she couldn't be with her uh, today, but um, she was going to. But I mean she could discuss with some of the stories. I mean like and unfortunately like she had to leave. Like, yeah, like yeah. she just had to remove herself from the situation because she loved AC vibes hard like how I love AC vibes. But I mean like eventually like people just had to just leave the situation. But I mean but still I mean in general I still love AC vibes. I still love the world. I still follow them. Mm-hmm. I still like like all the stuff that they post. Like they just had a Drew Bay not too long ago. Yeah, they're, like it turned out really well. So. I was very happy for that to see that it's still, despite the trend, it still looks like it's upright. So I'm still happy for that. That's what's up, man. Mm-hmm. Being well, like, it was a good amount of drama that happened at MTSVC. Oh, sure, of course. And it kind of had to deal with, there were just a big population of the Bohemian them. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, you had... Jamaica, which was my friend Vinny, who was present at the time. That's the main demographic in my school now. Everybody yeah. Jamaican. And then everybody yeah. who want to claim that is Jamaican, I'm like, shut up, bro. Even from Jamaican, bro. Yeah, we had Jamaican, Trinidad, St. Thomas, me. Um, This is my freshman year, so I think two Jamaicans, Trini, St. Thomas, and one other person I think was from somewhere. And then, so you had the people who was with Britney and then the people who were with this other dude who was with the Bohemian name. Mm-hmm. And what happened was they had different philosophies of how they wanted CSA to be portrayed. Because Britney was saying we should do car washes, bake sales, like the typical route that you would do for an organization for to make money. Yeah. Whereas the other dude or the dude wanted to throw the parties because you know people going to come to the parties and pay money for that. But at the cost that we could possibly just be seen as the party organization with mm-hmm. whining and bum and all that mm-hmm. So it came down to a vote one time where, because it was just a heap of Bahamian, then they um, almost rigged the vote to where Britney only won by one vote. Wow. And it was to the point that it was a big riff, and they were about to break off into their own like Bahamian student organization, basically. until. One of the Bahamian that wanted to be with Britney or, or aligned with Britney's philosophy mm-hmm. became president when Britney graduated. And she was president for a year and a half. And she was like the glue that was holding us together. Because she basically did that, but she also decided that like it would make sense to have parties and then do like different type of events. Mm-hmm. So we actually ended up having a first party under her leadership that was actually called Wine and Grind. Where we actually rented out this um dance studio, and our friend Luke, who's um Jamaican Canadian, he when well, I goes by DJ Captain Yadi, I actually coined that name for him, so I want my fucking money, Luke. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I mean it was a good party, man. People came, they were dancing, all of that. I remember this one girl, but like, she saw me dance at one time. She was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she said, "Say about wine for me." She came in. Like tipsy, like fuck. She said, "You stay right there. 
I go with Tata Luke to put on a song. And we don't want in the house. She was good now, but she friend, you know, pretty well American friend. She looking at my waist like it's some type of magic. She was like, what kind of fuck I see here, man? And I was like, you want that? And she was like, no. <laughs> she got hot a lot, but, but um, I think the funniest part of that party was like, I just see everyone congregate to the left side of the room, and I'm like, ah, this fucking room, why are you in with it? I see cones. There's a big fucking hole in the middle of the fucking floor, like the hardwood, because I, I guess it was so much containment and heat and sweat that maybe got into the wood, and they were like, like the the wood literally bent up, and it was a hole probably the size of this table. Wow. Y'all know you can't see the table, but it, it's a good maybe two feet in diameter. Wow. It was a big fucking hole, and all the property we made from the party had to go to fix the hole. But I think that the funniest thing about like going to parties, like even at the Smack Caribbean parties, I think that like with me and like a lot of my friends, like even my friends from college that you met before, like Chooks, yeah. like, Nigerian. Jay's Haitian, Carlos Puerto Rican, um, TJ, um, TJ's Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my friends already, like we have our roots. And so I think that one thing that obviously probably we're still close is because we were a part of the, um, the CSA at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's funny that whenever we would go to any party and then there's like, all right, I'm going to do the, we'll do one time for my Caribbean folks then. And then we would be the only ones that would get excited to hear the song. And then the people around us would be like, y'all Caribbean? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> gotta be like surprise. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. And so like, like um, what's the name of the song? Uh, shucks. Uh, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. All right, let me go into this one story. We're going back to the drama, and then we can go into yeah. the parties. So, my junior year, we tried to basically team up with the African student organization. We were having parties like house parties at the time, mm-hmm. but we had a really big riff when we did a collaboration event. So we did a week of joint um events like a cook off. Mm-hmm. We did a dance off, like different type of dances, but they made it a competition. And it wasn't the organization. I don't say it was them. It was just the people in charge of the e board that were really like egotistical people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, the cook-off, it was like rice, meat, dessert, and best plate overall. And even though it was four categories, and they won two, but I guess because they won like the best overall plate, that technically they took the way, me and no, because I wasn't there, mm-hmm. but apparently um, the person who was hosting it, who was part of um, our organization, Say the oh ASO one or whatever. And they went buck fucking wild. I mean, I talking about they were going to CSA members and rubbing the Nigerian flag on their eyes like you wiping tears, like, oh you you lost, you lost, oh we better than you running around like waving out and flags. Yeah, man. and I was like, that's fucking crazy. And then for the um for the dance off, they had um three people from three different Greek um organizations mm. that were judges to base because you know they don't know that culture so it was good because they they gonna be unbiased mm. you know and with our dancing you know so I keep a whining with African dancers sometimes it's whining and maybe if it's Congolese but other countries it's more like stepping and footwork mm. 
and some of the ASO members were basically trying to bribe the judges, saying like, nah, like, they were cheating or we did better and like, there's actual money trying to be exchanged to the point where it's like, they were trying way too hard to like win this. It's supposed to be just a friendly comparison and sharing of cultures and they made it to this big competition to where you know bro, people from Ireland bro you know like let's start with the food you know people get pressed about yeah, the food yeah. now like they're like you know like like my like like Panamanian arroz is better than you know, Dominican arroz and or like like, like who makes better some culture like like Panamanian some culture or like Dominican some mm. culture like there's, there's always something that always like and we even you literally said it in the slogan separated by water United by culture. United by culture. The culture is very similar. The way that I describe something may just be different to you because we speak a different language. Yeah. But I think that, like, the fuckery is that, like, you really want to try to make it a competition. Yeah, man. Like, you really trying to make it me versus you. What about us versus them? Yeah. Like, it, that's what it should be always all the time is that it's always going to be, and that's how I, like, that's kind of how I, I look at it now. It's like, it's always going to be us versus them. Mm-hmm. And I'll always write for, like, like, like the his the CSAs, you know, anybody Caribbean, West Indian, Latino, African, like I'm always gonna write hard for them because it's the similarity in the culture. Regardless of how you make it, regardless of how jollof rice and rice and peas, they both good as fuck to me. So yeah, it, it don't really matter. So like or like like a beef patty or a meat pie, and like are you really about to sit here and argue me down about the difference between it? Like mm. they both taste delicious. I'm going to eat both for food. It's going to be a good family. And we're going to have good music. So that's all I care about. And so, unfortunately, I think that when people lose sight of that, that's when it becomes dangerous, and that's when it causes rift like that for mm-hmm. like people to you know really be like rubbing it like you really better rub your flag in my face like. But it's crazy that it's like yeah, I get it's a whole different type of culture, but it's like there's obviously some similarities in there too. Yeah. But the fact that they would take it that far is crazy. But after that, I mean, the, the well, once I graduated, their relationship got way better, so that's good. Mm-hmm. But on another note, let's go back to the parties. Good, good time. Shucks, man. Like, anytime you hear Dexter Dabs or wow. Shensia or Masha Montano, Montano or, you know, what that? Like, Davido's or Techno or Vibes Cartel. Vibes Cartel, you know, any one of them. Osuna, Sage, um, Bad Bunny, like, any one Chester of them. Band. Any one of them, man. All of music. And the thing that'd be annoying is that, like, we love the music so much, but then since we're trying to play it, and then we always got to do, like, you know, I always hated that Crip Party always had to have, like, that one American section where it's like, you got to do hip hop just a little bit just to make the people who aren't going to make it better. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck y'all, this is our thing. Ooh, just transition by playing Lil Drake and play the Drake thing we trying to song Caribbean and go, what's the, what's, what's, the, what's the shit called? I ain't it on Not that you do controller, controller song. Okay. Better. But any of those, like, like controller or uh, walk by Rian. What's the what's the you know what's the name of that boy that that cheap for you at cheering? No, um, I think Tory Tory Lanez. I think he like, like like I think he's American, like true and true. But I think that he do you have um Caribbean roots though? In really? Yeah, you do. Hmm. I think I think it's the issue with like where the people be like, oh, like my great great grandmother like said that she's from Jamaica, and I'm like, what well, fuck out of here? Like, no, I think it's. Either father or grandfather. It's it's pretty close to that. Yeah, game. you're pretty close. Yeah, but I I think like the whole like like the Drake thing. I'm just like, come on, bro. Like, 
you're really biting off of this. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, I get like the coaches like moving and just bumping, but I'm just like, bro, come on. Man. Yeah, like, we joined at the right year too, because that's yeah, where yeah. all the popular music we're trying to song mm-hmm. Caribbean and African and so. Mm-hmm. What do you think about at least? What do you think about the music like that are currently being done now? Like, are you for the the Caribbean and African artists that are trying to get into the mainstream? Like, they're trying to do like the like the hip hop African fusion or like, the the hip hop Caribbean fusion, like, like, what do you, what have you, what have you noticed about those? Like, are you cool with hearing it, or do you think you rather still listen to old stuff? I mean, I rather still listen to. I want, I don't want to say like authentic, you know, Caribbean music, but as long as the roots of the music still is deep within the the culture, then it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. there's a difference between, like. Not that I you know Justin Bieber ain't Caribbean, but like mm-hmm. that type of song, like in the song "Sorry," versus Rihanna and you know the song "Walk" with Rihanna and Drake. Those I think. You know, what I think I'm fine with. My issue, what, what always bothered me, was the despacito with Justin yeah. Bieber. And I was just like, I, it, it's not the issue of an American artist singing a Spanish song and singing the words in Spanish. It's the issue of if you're going to learn it, learn it and then be for it. Because I think then later on where he tried to sing it live and he forgot the words and he put to the fuck out of it. Yeah. And he played it up like it was okay. I was like, nah, just bro. Rush, like, just don't sing. Like, don't sing it, bro. Like, if you're going to learn it and you're going to record it, then just record yourself doing it and have the words translate it and then just leave it alone. Yeah. But I think that, that like, that's the issue where I get as far as like people like appropriating the culture just because it's something popular and you want to hop on it. And I'm like, nah, bro. Like, Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, stay over there. Because I don't want that. Yeah. Or Ooh. even, like, with Shinsia, too. Like, mm-hmm. I heard a few songs from her new album, and it was... Some of them were all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just don't like the whole dancehall artist trying to song hip hop. I just love Shinsia, especially in college. And wow. like now here, like, some of the music that she put now, now, it's just like... I know she's trying to be mainstream. I, like, I, I, I understand, but... Just, just go back to <laughs> go back to the old. <laughs> go back to the old. Like, this, this, this was your better and better. This is what people love you for, and I get, you know, the money's in the mainstream, and I get that's what you're trying to get. So I'm not, I'm not knocking the bag, but at least keep the quality there. Yeah. So for some people who don't know, you know, that never been to a CSA, you don't know some. I guess cultural bickering is that happen within the culture. So, for example, um, Guyana says chicken curry, whereas everybody <laughs> else curry says it chicken. the right way, which yeah. is curry chicken. Or how you have rice and peas with a yadi and say and rice. But us saying Thomas, <laughs> we say peas and rice. Mm-hmm. I, I think that each way. It's just funny because it's just something that we're not used to. Like, like, yeah. like, like in America, it's like the difference between soda and pot. Mm-hmm. Since we grew up on the majority of our lives in the South, we're going to say soda. Mm-hmm. But people from the Midwest, they say pot, and that's what it is. And yeah. there's no shame toward it. It's just that, like, I can't knock you for something that you were growing up saying. So it's 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 just silly like if anything it's like um, it's funny when you just you know crack a joke at it but 
as far as like when people are like shaming them, like how could you say this? Yeah, you're yeah. so backwards. I'm like, nah. It'll like, be a whole fight. I mean, it's a playful fight, but it'll be a whole mm-hmm. debate, muscle. Or like, like which which country makes the best sara? Yeah. Or like, or who make the best Johnny cake? Or who make mm-hmm. the best curry chicken? Like, where you want to go to get bun and cheese? Or like, where yeah. you want to go to get like, like the best jerk chicken or the best curry chicken? Or the best this, best this. I'm like, man, <laughs> all food good now. Yeah. All food tastes all good. Food. good. Yeah. But honestly, I do want to dip into how certain countries dip into the Caribbean culture that you wouldn't think would. Because, you know, yeah. I ain't, you know, we ain't gonna lie, you know. I am kind of interested in how Belize and Panama is grouped within the Caribbean culture. I did not know that until you told me that you was in your CSA, you know. Yeah. I think if people, <laughs> the non, well, the way that it was unshaped is that if people read the history about it, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be no, there wouldn't be a reason for people to argue. It, it, it's, it's similar to the way of like people, people that just now figure out that Panama started reggaeton and people always keep thinking that it's not Panama, like, no, but that's where it started though. Really? It started in Panama. <laughs> wow. And then eventually, we got to Puerto Rico, and then Puerto Rico blew it up. <laughs> that's how it started. Being and so people, you know, people don't understand the history. That's why I, I, I don't like, I don't really like, you know, make a fuss about it. But yeah, so we understand the history of like Panama. Any other Latino country, I mean, you think about the African slave trade. So the way that people are black in Panama will probably happen one of a few ways. Either A, slavery, or B, you were a slave somewhere else in the Caribbean or the Americas, and then you got transported into Panama. Or C, another way is because of the Panama Canal. The Panama mm-hmm. Canal, like the reason why it's one of the seven wonders of the world is because, like, oh, you know, as far as just the idea of splitting a country in two physically, that is already a physical feat in itself because people died doing it because you you're talking about digging a hole deep enough to where it's covering water okay and so you needed hands you needed help so when that was being built you know white people wasn't going to do that they were going to hire you know for little money and so for anybody who was in the caribbean who wanted to get there for better work and better opportunities that's the reason why panama grew to where it was because a lot of people who are black who originally came from the caribbean so a lot of people who are Panamanian will say that they have, you know, Jamaican roots, Trinidad roots, Bahamian roots, Bayesian roots, Dominican roots, like... Because they all slid over. And they all slid over because that's what, that's what it work was. And, and that's just what it is. I mean, people, everybody who was in their country, everybody who was a free slave at that time, mm. were trying to find any odd job to make money. So when times were hard and you needed to look to say, well, let me come over here. Because that's how my family was started. You know, I had family who, the roots started in Jamaica. Went from Jamaica, then moved to Cuba. And then they were working in Cuba. I was like, all right, next job. Eventually, went from Cuba to Panama. Mm. They, they, they were part of like building a canal. So that's why I say, like, my blood runs through the canal, runs through Panama, runs through the Caribbean. It's literally because that's how the cycle started. And okay. so when I say, like, yes, I'm Panamanian through and through as far as like my culture, my history, my language. But I still on my careers because that's how people got here. I had people who came from Jamaica, from Cuba, from Colombia. But even that was still like a good amount of generations before, and they just 
dug their roots in they Panama. They dug their in Panama. So yeah, eventually, after the canal was, was finished and their money was there and there was obviously opportunities to work on the canal, that's where the job was. That's when money was. So when people officially settled there, it was it was fun. And then the economy was thriving based off of it and people mm-hmm. were able to make money and make lives there. So they was like, I'm not leaving here. You're going to stay. So that's how a lot of people who are black and that's the culture of it. So that's how I honor. So it's not to say that like I'm Panamanian, so I'm Caribbean. It's I'm black. I'm a black Panamanian and I have Caribbean heritage. So that's that the sense. ties towards it. Because a lot of people who are black who live in Panama, especially in, in, the, in the city of Cologne, a lot of them have Caribbean roots, Caribbean ties somewhere. Because a lot of them probably speak both English and Spanish. Yeah. Because of that root. So that's the reason why I love the Caribbean life just as much as I love the Latino. That's a good that you have the best of both worlds, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, even you know I rep you know the USBI Saint Thomas. Um, it's really only my mother and father that were actually from there. Like my father he was born there, but my mother was um, born in New York. So. Um, Yeah, so he, they were, she was born in New York, but she was pretty much raised in St. Thomas and then went to, you know, New York for um, some of us. Mm-hmm. But, like, my father's father was from Anguilla, and he used to build boats. I mean, he would build boats from when he was, like, 16. So he moved to St. Thomas because it's kind of like moving to America for, you know, Caribbean people and made a living by building boats at Foss and drew the floor plan for his house that he has in St. Thomas where my father grew up, mm-hmm. um, learned how to weld and mix the own concrete. And um, my mother's father, I think, is from just Van Dyke or Tatola, one of the British Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. And he was an electrician. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually left eighth, eighth grade and went straight into being an electrician, actually. That's, um, that's, one of, that's one of the best stuff my brother had in he initially was an electrician, you know, like he practically, practically gave us our life to the canal, mm-hmm. and and it's paid dividends for him and it's blessed him very well. Yeah, um, because he's been able to provide a very healthy and healthy, successful life for his family and you know, his descendants. You know, starting from you know, being an electrician all the way working up to being a boat captain and being a what's the next one? That's a, he was he was like a captain and then he was a chairman. Like he like he kind of moved up the ranks to. Yeah, where he's one of the most well-known, respected people about it. And he shares a lot of history about it. But I mean, yeah, man, it starts with the little, the little hand-working jobs. Because mm-hmm. if you notice that, like, a lot of our families, the work that they had to put in was like leaving home clean and coming back dirty because you had to do a dirty job to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, they, they want us, they wanted us to be able to. Work hard enough to where we can go to work clean and come home clean. Yeah, and that's something that you and I are now doing. That we go to work. Well, I go to work clean. Sometimes we come home dirty. Not me. I come home clean now. But I just start walking in the field, and honestly, but that's just um, because of the nature of the job. That's not yeah, actual demand of like what you have to do. But it was cool though because even though like they walk hard, so we don't have to do that. The fact that I took the time to walk in the field and construction, like my father's father was definitely like happy to see that like when i was talking to him like explaining my stories 
I could see like his eyes would lighten up. And I was not that I didn't connect with him before, but that was definitely one of the first times I truly felt that I was connecting with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And it was really special to me that I got to have that moment in time. So um, I not not gonna fight that they don't work hard, but they definitely because they come from an older generation too. They mm-hmm. definitely respect manual labor a little bit more as work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, even talking talking about this, if it wasn't for CSA, me know if I would really be disconnected to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I being a part of my CSA helped me and it, it enhanced it. It definitely mm-hmm. you know, fine-tuned and shined a bigger light inside myself. And so like the way that I walk and the way I carry myself now is not the way I carry myself in high school. And so because of that, it, 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 a, a lot of portion comes from my CSA. So. Yeah, definitely the same. I, not that I wouldn't, yeah, not no, to say that it wouldn't be different, but definitely as far as just the exposure yeah. and the lessons and the relationships and the friendships and the friendship that you built from those times with your CSA, mm-hmm. it, it means so much more than just saying you're part of a club. It means so it's, much more. It's truly that. a family for real, mm-hmm. you know? And it's crazy to even think that, like, with the MTSU one, um, I pretty much came when they, when they started it. Mm-hmm. Because they had one in 2012, I think, that went defunct. And Brittany was actually the one that revived it back in 2015. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it was there from 2015 and we're in 2022 now and they're still going strong mm-hmm. is impressive. To say the least. Man. I can talk about this all day, but I think this is a good point to stop. We're definitely going come back to this in a future episode though because mm-hmm. there's way too much to talk about with this subject we can go on and on mm-hmm. but um, we just we just love the culture we ain't nothing like being culture. Caribbean we, we love we love our roots we love who we are we love where we come from and, and we, we hope that everybody can understand that and uh, so for those who are who are part of the diaspora I mean hey you know if, if you are in a university you know please you know reach out to your your local CSA if you have one your your ASAs or any of them if, and if you don't have one then why not start one you know why not you never know the the benefits and the powers that could come from like just providing unity in the safe space for people because I mean it's one thing being a black person but it's another thing being a black person who has those roots and has those heritage because like even for us we relate better for each other but it's it's different than relating for somebody who is you know african-american who doesn't have those tides yeah so for that i mean it's super it's super special so thank y'all for turning in to another episode of four square percent after hours and um yeah it was just me it's just me and jeff because um we, we are um we are a part of this culture and it's just something that we'd love to you know share point and shine a light on so Make sure y'all tune in for another episode. Make sure y'all like this. You know, follow our page, follow our Spotify, and all of our other platforms. And until next time, we'll see y'all later. Peace.